Hey, everyone. Welcome back for the first episode of It's Complicated in 2018. The struggle is still real when you're dating in the city. That's right. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And our nightcap is New Year's Cheers, a champagne with a generous splash of the Italian herbal liqueur, Fernet Branca, which is known to help cure a hangover because we all rang in the new year last night with at least one toast of champagne or many, many, many more. So let's keep the bubbles flowing with this hair of the dog pick-me-up. Mmm, cheers to that. And happy new year, guys. Happy new year. It's 2018. We are talking to each other today. Like shows in the past, guys, we've always done a new year, new you episode to check in and hit restart on a fabulous new year ahead. Yes, and this episode, we are going to talk about our favorite parts of 2017 and what we're ready to say goodbye to and what we want to focus on in the new year. And we feel like 2018 already seems way cuter. Uh, way I mean, it's, it's only been like a minute, but it's totally cuter. Right. And like, I feel like we're cuter. It's cuter. Everything's going to be cuter this year. So I think we should uh, really just get to it because we need to talk. Yes, we do. Our listeners ask the questions, guys, and we give the answers to the best of our ability, at least. Every week we pick our favorite fan question and give our best no BS advice. And we would love to really, you know, hash this one out because this week's question comes from Ashley in New York and she asks, how do you initiate the what are we conversation? Now, again, this okay, is a yeah. question of 2018 and I do feel like this one is really important because all of this stuff going on, you know, with like women taking charge and me too and all of this stuff that we sort of like learned at the end of 2017 or really focused on, I think we we might have some new standards for 2018 with this this kind of question. Oh, for sure. I think that everyone's finding their voice, particularly it seems as though women are finding their voice. And now it's like a new year. And I think people are really just feeling strong and empowered. And I think my answer to this, how do you initiate the what are we conversation is for either partner. It's I think it's just it's when it feels right for you. So before you initiate the conversation, I think you need to pay attention to how you feel. Does it feel right for you? Do you want to be asking this? Do you feel the urge to be asking this? And do you also feel like your partner is giving you vibes or signals or signs about them wanting to take the next step? So it's not like out of nowhere. You know, you both kind of feel like maybe it's something that isn't going to come out of this clear blue sky to talk about. And then when you do initiate it, my advice is Try to articulate it the best you can to make it personal to you and your partner because this is a conversation everyone has and you don't want it to come out sounding cliched like, like, um, we need to talk or so what are we? Like those things might turn somebody off because they connect it with like a negative tone from hearing about other people having the conversations or, oh, that's supposed to be scary. So if you don't... It, to avoid a knee-jerk reaction, I think it makes sense to just put it in your own words. Like, hey, um, I was thinking about something really cool today, and, like, I don't really feel like I have an interest in, in seeing anybody else, and I think that feels really good for me. How do you feel? Something like that. So just be honest, but put it in your own words is how I would initiate the conversation personally. I agree with that, and I'm going to piggyback on it and say, 
if you feel at all uncomfortable in asking it, um, I think there might be an issue possibly with either you are not comfortable in that because you've had an issue in the past where it hasn't worked out um, and it's gone sour. So maybe you're bringing in like old patterns, but this is a new relationship. So I think you need to give it a fair shot as far as the communication goes. And the second thing is, is if you are really that nervous for a variety of reasons and they are legitimate reasons like in bringing this up to the guy or girl you're seeing, then maybe you know deep down that this person is not ready to settle down and doesn't want a relationship or you suspect they're seeing other people so you're kind of trying to lock it down. I think that's a bigger issue there. So trust your intuition, what you know the situation. And also like, if you think you guys are on the same page, like you just said, Lauren, like, then there's no harm in just sort of calling out how you feel because you're entitled to your own feelings regardless of how somebody else feels. So feel confident in that. And if it's two seconds after meeting the person, maybe there's an issue there. But if it's like, you yeah. know, seeing each other and you feel like overjoyed with emotion and like you want to scream it from the rooftops and you might as well tell somebody like, maybe that'll make that person feel good too. Maybe they feel the same way and it's like easy. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Pay attention to, uh, for sure to like the vibe that you're getting within yourself and from the person too, because you know, you, and, and check yourself. Like if you're like, I really feel like I want to have this conversation right now and it's really soon into the relationship, like give yourself a second to, to make sure you know that that's not just like excitement of meeting somebody and you're not getting ahead of yourself. So really just like give yourself time to settle in and then feel the vibe out feel like you're ready to have the conversation from both ends and then just be honest. Totally. And guys, don't forget to connect with us on all the socials at complicated show where you can send us questions and comments and we will respond over the air at some point. So send us some good ones. That's right. And guys, I know somebody who is totally ready to have the conversation of what are we, his name is Ari. Please help me. Luendic. I don't know. I always say it wrong. I think that's how you say it. I think it sounds great the way you said it. And I think we can just call him Ari at this point. Bachelor Ari, because guess what? Near new year old bachelor. Okay. So the bachelor is premiering this evening. Is that correct? It's like new year, new bachelor, right? Yes, kick the year off with and a bachelor. Totally excited. And Ari, you've seen him before. He's on Emily Maynard's season. And he is back. He is, I guess, getting a little bit of flack, or maybe some people are just noticing that they're like, oh my God, he's so old. Well, he's actually younger than Nick Vial, which was the last bachelor. But Ari has like what he calls premature gray hair. So he says, I may look older, but I'm actually younger. And like people are calling him the silver fox. So he's, you know, ready to get in there, be the bachelor. And he is basically like, I tried this before I was in my 30s. I wasn't really like totally ready to settle down. Like I feel like I am now. Basically he says it and he says it pretty well. And I kind of like this. I feel like I don't watch The Bachelor as religiously as I should, but this guy, I kind of want to see because I really like that he said, I'm a real estate agent in Scottsdale, Arizona. I really want to get married and have kids. What I really want to do is find a partner and go back to my life of being a realtor in Scottsdale, Arizona. I am not going on Dancing with the Stars, which is hysterical to me. And listen, you be specific about what you want. Like, 
that's what he wants, I think he'll find a girl that wants to do that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. A lot of the girls on The Bachelor and vice versa go on because they do want to be on Dancing with the Stars and the cover of people and they want all this like notoriety. Well, he's just like, I'm here to do this thing and then I want to go back to my life. And I'm sure he'll find a girl that wants to do the same, or we hope so. Well, we know a girl that's on this cast of The Bachelor, Jessica Carroll. That's right. I'm going to bring for both reasons to see if this silver fox is foxy and also how far Jessica makes it because I actually think she has a boyfriend still, so I'm not sure how that all works out. Art, what? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, this is fucking cray. I know. I did not know that, Jen. I did, yes, we know this person that's on The Bachelor, and I did not know this, but I mean, if we talk about this a lot. We talk about reality TV a lot on our show, and like the smoke and mirrors that goes behind it, and we all know this show, although it's very entertaining, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved, and now here's one prime example. Like, this girl might have a boyfriend. What the hell is she doing on The Fucking Bachelor? Hard to say. Maybe they split up. Maybe they got back together after the show. I don't really know, because also it depends on when they filmed and the whole thing. So, I'm very curious to see how this all plays out, and I will be tuning in tonight. Cannot wait. I know you will be because you. this is like a ritual for you. I'm going to be better about it because I really kind of like this Ari guy. He's like, listen, oh, he also kind of knows my cousin because they're race car drivers together. I mean, there's just so many reasons as to why we should be watching the 22nd season of The Bachelor, you guys. Well, new year, new habits, so you can start watching The Bachelor, and I am going to tell you how if other people, if they want to find their own bachelor and have a better relationship, or if they already have somebody, then they should probably do the following resolutions with that person. Because it's easy to get off track with your new year's resolutions when you're doing them on your own. This is like they say, like, you know, a diet buddy or a gym buddy or whatever it is to hold you accountable. So this is like a relationship buddy who actually is your person in your relationship. So you guys should maybe do these things together these seven things that different marriage therapists and counselors share that can make your relationship happier and healthier in 2018. And then Lauren, after we go through these, we have to find out if you're going to do any of these. Oh my God. I will tell you the ones that I think are like totally good and legit. I mean, also I think you could probably do them like if you're on a date, some of these work for, you don't have to necessarily like use it for your boyfriend you could do it like on a date or even for yourself some of them are applicable in general but like okay so the first one I think is great is we'll commit to small measurable changes in the behavior with your partner so when you want to like you don't want to say okay fine like I'm going to ask you to like stop drinking or something big like you want to say something like hey um I I really like hearing from you. And in the new year, I would love if you could like text me one time during the workday. So be specific because you don't want to just be like, I want to hear from you more. Um, And then that way it kind of like makes things exciting and you see the impact that a small change can have. And so it makes you feel empowered to make more bigger changes, but you start small. And, and measurable so you can see the change. And I like that. I think also phrasing it is important too. Like be specific. Please text me once during the workday. Totally. It's good. And I think I could try that one. What would you ask for? I think I would probably ask for like um, a point to have like a romantic moment 
together. And and that is not as to say that doesn't ever happen, but I think making it a point feels good. So like at any time in the day, like take a moment doing whatever you're doing and like make it romantic for a second or for a minute or take time out when you can to like spend a moment together because you get so locked in like the busyness of the day. Totally. Well, I hope that yeah. that is something you guys do because that sounds great. Then the next thing yeah. people can do is break up with their phones because guys, listen, we know we all have addictions. We do. We're addicted to our phones. I mean, people don't go like more than an hour or two hour movie without checking their phone. So divorce your phones this year when you're spending quality time with your significant other, put your phone somewhere else, turn it off, do what you got to do, but like get it out. It's, you should be technology free and actually like what you even said, like about having like a romantic moment together, like focus on each other because like you're choosing to be together. So why are you going to be together, but really communicate with other people? It's one thing if you're like always together and like, you can't just not have a phone, but if you're doing an activity together or like watching a movie together or going to dinner together, those should be device-free moments, I think. And they think so too. I agree. I agree. I agree. And also another good one is um, to commit to becoming better people for each other. So instead of saying like, you want your partner to like, you wish they'd behave a certain way or you want them to get it right and do it like this, it's easier or better or more beneficial when you are focused on what you can do for your partner. Um, And obviously that's in within reason. I'm going to interject my own thought here. Like clearly you don't want to only focus on what to do for your partner or you want to like focus on you too, but keep in mind that it might help to make a change to focus on how you can become a better person and then for your partner. And then that way you become more strong and harmonious together because, and it does make sense. Like I feel, and I'll say this, cause you're saying like, you know, have you done this or will you do this? Like in my relationship, Jen, you're asking me, I, we, I will say this, like I, we already do this. And this is just coincidental. When I, even the last discussion, it wasn't an argument that that we had, my boyfriend and I had, I said, please tell me when I am doing something that bothers you. Obviously, we don't want to nitpick at each other, but if it's something you need to tell me, please tell me because I want you to feel like you can express how you feel and you don't keep it in. And furthermore, I want to know so that I can be a better person for you. And we literally just had this conversation like seven days ago. So I think it worked. I went and did this anyway, just because that's what my gut was telling me to do or have done in the past. So I totally agree with this one. I think you should for sure try and do it, even with friends or whatever. I think it works. So, well, that sounds really great because obviously you have good communication and you are, I think this next one goes really like kind of with that, it like piggybacks on it. Like if you're committing to becoming better people for each other and all that, then you should actually treat each other as kindly as you treat friends or people that provide a service like a coffee maker or like a server at a restaurant. So, you know, sometimes we treat the ones we love not as well as we treat other people just because we're like more polite to them and we don't have a history with them. So why don't we start being as pleasant to our partner as we are to other people? But it sounds like you guys are already doing that. Um, again, with the one before, the number before. And so what do you think of this one? 
Yeah, I think it totally makes sense. They, um, you know, in this article, um, they bring up a good point to say, like, you know, if you're having like a tension-filled conversation with your partner and you're out in public and then someone like a waiter or a server or a bartender comes up to you and they're like, what can I get for you? And you like put a smile on your face and you're like, yeah, um, I'll have the coffee. Like, if you can turn your emotions and yourself around for a second to smile at like a stranger think about in the moment like you're speaking to somebody you love you might be annoyed or frustrated or whatever but like try and put a smile on your face and remember like you love that person I have had trouble like when I'm feeling upset I'm upset and like sometimes I tell myself and it's rare I need to get better at this that I need to like maybe grab my boyfriend's hand when I'm having a conversation with him because then it reminds me of like okay, you love him, like, take a deep breath, like, don't be so annoyed, um, and if that helps me, like, a personal touch will help me, um, but I do need to work on that a little bit. Well, <laughs> it's hard when you're mad, it's hard when you're mad, you know? Sure, but that, now you at least have one to work on, because it seems like some of these you're doing, so here are some other ideas for you, because we're not all perfect, it would be, I mean, no. oh, oh so, but you didn't. At all. Yeah, that one I could for sure from like, when I'm feeling unhappy, trying to remember like all of the good stuff. And then also like, this one was a tricky one for me to, re to continue to share stories from the past. Now, I think that's a slippery slope because, you know, a lot of people say like, don't live in the past, like live in the present, like move forward together. Well, I think that what we're saying here specifically is like stories from the past, that are good that teach you about your partner and not like maybe stories that are negative or like about like a bad situation that happened in the past or something that you're rehashing that you feel like isn't resolved or try to resolve it, I guess. But these are more things like, okay, so you didn't know your boyfriend when he was 10. So maybe it's kind of fun to know like what was, who was your third grade teacher or who was your first crush or even like, when did you first have sex or like, what when did did you ever sneak out of your house like little stories like that you want to know about the person's history because you obviously weren't there for it so make a point to like ask those fun questions that really feel like you can then you know talk about your husband when you're 20 like oh yeah you know my husband when he was you know 16 he stole his parents car well, clearly you didn't know him then but like it's just something you know about that person just like when you know things about your friends like that like I know things about Jen from way before I ever met her, like about her, her nanny that she loved and like all these other, like, I know all this information. It just makes you feel closer, you know? Totally. And I mean, that's something I always think about actually, like in terms of when I do, you know, find the person I'm going to be with forever. Um, is that like, I missed all these years. Like, how am I going to learn all of those years? Like I need to be yeah. part of your life too. Like not just the rest of your life, but like, I want to be a part of the beginning part of your life because I do also think those are the things that actually cause you to love somebody is finding out these things about them and they're the endearing qualities like you eventually probably stop having these conversations which is why they're saying to have them but like that is what locked you in the first place is finding out their funny quirks or like their weird little habits or the things that they loved growing up or wanted to be or or why they love Christmas or you know, those things I think also, like, maybe they let you in on traditions and they they expose you to even more of themselves, which is something that you would love even more to know. So I am excited to find out all of those things about the past. And I do think that, like, sometimes people get in a rut where they, like, 
kind of go about their day and they do like more like logistical talking. So it's like, okay, well, we know we're going to meet at this point and we know then we're going to go here. And like, what movie do you want to see? And what do you want to eat? Or like, how was work? But like, there is also still so much of like your entire life you can talk about. And like, that yeah. is fun to incorporate in your conversation. So you don't just keep talking about the same things or the same people or the same whatever. And you actually do talk about yourselves in like a really fun, endearing, charming way. Yeah. Like where you came from and all that. Plus like when you get to know somebody really well and you become like part of that person's family and you're spending time with like people who were there for those moments, it makes you include you in on those moments too, where like somebody's mom might bring up something funny in the past. And then you could sort of like laugh about it too. Cause you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. He told me about that. That's hysterical. So yeah, that's, that's also good too. Love it. And now this one I think is super important because if only everyone could do this, that when we disagree, we'll actually take turns talking and actually listening, then the world would be a better place because we wouldn't be trying to talk over each other and make a point, but we'd actually hear each other. We would have it land and then respond to the thing that the person just said and actually hear each other because sometimes people are upset you don't really understand it until you hear them explain themselves. So, and also you right. might not agree with their point until you actually listen to them. And like, also let's all be honest, feelings are feelings. We're all entitled to our own. And just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean it's wrong or right. It just is how we feel. So if we hear each other out, then maybe we'll get somewhere. Yeah. And I don't think that listening means you have to agree. So don't confuse it with that. Like you can still hear somebody and not be agreeing with them. And also, um, you, I think it helps to repeat things back to each other because you, someone will say what they think and then you may then, because of whatever you're thinking or feeling at the moment, restate that viewpoint totally different. You know, when people are like, uh, no, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. So I think it also helps to restate the viewpoint so that your partner can be like, no, that's not what I said. I said this. And you have to repeat it until you get it right. And you're really focusing on listening and not reacting because that's really hard to do. It sure is. But it sounds like one everyone can bring into the new year because. Oh, yeah. I can for sure bring that. Yeah, that's really hard to do. Um and then a last one is a pretty good one to like upgrade your date night. So I think like, you know, you, a good way to do this and there's a suggestion to like make a list of 20 things that you'd like to do together and like put it on the fridge at the, or wherever out on a bulletin board or something. It's a visual reminder of the things that you want to do. And it like amps things up. It's like new things that you haven't done before. It's like you could go to the movies all the time. And while that could be a good date night, but like what about going to like, you know, walking through a garden somewhere or like, you know, maybe going on a, like a somewhere that's like right outside of town that you wouldn't think to go to, but it's fun or like a wine tasting bar or somewhere, just like something a little bit different. It just makes it a little more exciting. And then like, you know, when you ask each other, like what you want to do, what do you, what should we do tonight? Like you can look at that list and like do something fun and it, it makes it just a little bit more exciting. And like 20 things, is like a lot of things Like you could probably have trouble trying to get through 20 things in one year. Yeah. Well, Which so is good. You want to do. What was that? What are some of the things you want to do? Oh my gosh. I mean, I love doing things that are like just right outside of the city we're in LA. So like 
I like doing things. There's like a garden. Uh, speaking of walking through a garden, there's like a really nice like garden in the area that's like supposed to be really fun to walk through. Um, and on holidays, they have it like it lit up or special for whatever the holiday is. Um, and then like little things like, you know, maybe something that's just like a day or a night away. Nothing overwhelming because it's really hard to think about carving time out for that. But it still feels more special than just like going out to dinner, which I love doing too. It just makes it just like a little bit more interesting or um, feels like you're focusing on you. So I would say just like little things um, like that garden place or like maybe going to like the mountains where it's only like, you know, um, an hour and a half or two hours away or like up on the mountains of Palm Springs is really fun. That's very close for us. But if you live in a major city or wherever, like, or outside of the city, go into the city and do things that are just a little bit extra special. Um, well, I think you guys did something extra special for New Year's Eve last night because you guys went away. So, yes, that we did. And being in Cabo is uh, something that is fun to do. So that's more of a big thing. And you can take that time of the year where, you know, like there's a birthday or an anniversary or like a special event, New Year's or something where you can carve out like a really cool vacation and be with your friends and, you know, um, go really like kind of whoop it up for like whatever the celebratory thing is that you're like focusing on in that moment instead of just like a random date night that you're trying to amp up like that was something like celebratory obviously very beautiful and fun and like yeah hello Cabo yeah we totally whooped it up it's like can't even see straight right now (laughs) um well I'm so glad that we don't have to see to speak because I am also hungover as shit um because I feel Mastro's and had all the shellfish in the world with a bunch of old so you I know um it was like a group of 10 of us and um some college friends some new friends and we dressed up and it was like really nice and and if anyone knows Mastro's in LA and Beverly Hills it's like a mixture of like young people and then like super old people with like money and potentially like a prostitute on their arm (laughs) i mean the sightseeing and people watching was to die and so was the lobster because if anyone knows me and you obviously do i live for lobster like will work for oh yeah um so it was like just really nice and really relaxing and that's sort of like how i wanted to end the year um which ended up being the case because I just can't deal with like those parties like we used to go to in the old days where like it was like open bar and like you know like a million people squished into a place where like you kind of can't see what's going on and like you can't get to the bar but it's open bar so you try and get to the bar and like you're out way later than you really want to be like listen I can drink a fair amount in the small amount of time I'm out just give me like the challenge and I'll do it I don't need to be out past 12 that much like longer so um exactly yeah you don't need to be like there's a time and a place for it I was just talking about this with my boyfriend actually speaking of past things and I'm like have you ever been to Vegas for New Year's he's like yeah like in my 20s I'm like and that's where that belongs like I was in Vegas in my 20s for New Year's and did the whole shebang you put on like the sparkly short dress and you go out and you like drink and you try and like you spend too much money and then you're just like I mean I think it's fine. Go do those things if you want and that you feel like that's right for that time in your life. But I'm so with you, Jen, like just being around like a couple of friends and like having fun and being celebratory, but like 
within reason is where I think it's at, especially when you're in your 30s and you're like, you've done that, you've been there, done that, time to move on. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, it sounds like we both had a great, fantastic New Year's, and I am super excited to talk about and reflect on our last year because there's lots of fun things that happened. We're opening the door to a new year, but now we're like, you know, like we want to like maybe remember some fun things that happened in 2017, right? Uh, sure was. Okay, but now we ask our, our guests this question. Now, if you yes. took for every bad decision you made in 2017, would you be sober, buzzed, or drunk? And bad decision doesn't have to be like you ran over someone's cat, but like what you decide was a bad decision in retrospect. I think I would be like, okay, I'm going to get detailed with this one. I think I would be like in between sober and buzzed, but more sober. Like, I think I would be like, if you had a drink, a drink on an empty stomach, okay. which is like buzz, right? Like sort of buzz. Like you're feeling like, oh, I thought that drink maybe before I should have, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, I'm like a little floaty right now. I think that, I think there's some things that I'm like, no, I could have maybe done without that. But like, it wasn't anything that was like uber detrimental. What about you, Jen? Um, I would definitely be between sober and buzzed because I really don't feel like I did that much that like calls for like, I don't know, maybe a hangover except for the actual hangover I have. But um, I would say each year I pride myself on, you know, making better decisions. So I'm going to go with between sober and buzzed because like I'm more hard on myself than anything. So I'll just say that those couple of things that I did, those were bad decisions in the scheme of things, but they're not like right. decisions. Um, what was your favorite yeah. memory of 2017? Oh my goodness. My favorite memory of 2017 might be, I don't know. I think it might, it might be the new year's Eve that I just had like saying goodbye to some things that like, and not in a bad way, like saying goodbye, like uh, I need to like, get rid of that say goodbye but like recognizing a closed door um you know making some changes in my relationship and like taking some steps in my relationship and and moving in together is you know we've talked about this before saying goodbye to like my independent life and it's not like again it's not a bad thing it's just a recognition of that part of my life being different and I think you it helps to recognize those things what they served you at the time how they helped you grow what you don't need to take into the next room with you and so I think last night was like a really good moment because I was with friends and people I loved and like recognizing the great things in 2017 and that I'm bringing in a new door that is open in 2018. And I would say my favorite memory was just in the moment of the countdown. It's very ceremonial and like kind of the life, your year flashes before your eyes and you feel happy. And then you, you know, ring it in with the very start of the very first second of the year and thinking about how grateful you are and feeling really happy and just trying to maintain that for the rest of the year. I think that that's a good moment. And I know it was the end of the year, but it sort of encompassed everything that was good about it entirely. What um, about you? I think that probably last night too. Um, and, but also, I mean, I guess uh, there were just so many um, like going to see one of my best friends get married. 
um, going to her bachelorette party. Um, my birthday was actually quite lovely this year. Your birthday was so fun. Yeah, I mean, it really was a good time. So it, it couldn't have actually been better, I feel like, because it worked out in ways I didn't think it would, where we had, like, that whole dance party. Um, uh-huh. And, like, the place for ourselves. But anyway, so I think maybe just, like, closing the year with, like, friends and, like, great food and being relaxed and, like, also, like, ending the year with the dog that I started the year with. Like, she was, like, something I got, like, right after the new year. So now we've been together a year. And so I think yeah. a bunch of that stuff. I mean, it was also a really hard year. So ending on a good note is definitely a great memory because I hope that's the last memory I have of this year and just positive and leave it at that. Yeah. And I like that you said it like that because I think that a lot of people like, you know, everyone goes through something some years that are much more trying, harder, emotional, life-changing moments than others. But in the year you're having at that moment, you get to the end of it and you're like, yeah, there were some shitty things that happened this year. Like in even last year, I'm sure we could all say that we said that. And then we get to this year and you're like, oh, well, actually that thing was pretty shitty. But you know what I like about what you just said that a lot of people are like, oh, by 2017, you fucking suck. And it's like, yeah, guess what? Like, honestly, for Jen, for between you and I and all of our friends, like the end of this year was horrible for you. And you still were like, oh, well, I left it on a positive note. And I'm like, I think that's the way to go. You didn't sit there and like, you know, be so down about these really bad moments that may have happened. I don't like when people do that. I think it's like hard. It makes it sound like what you went through and are going through is like, yeah, it might not have felt good, but it's part of where you're going. And the fact that you just found like the light in that is just, I think the way to say it, I'm not saying ignore bad things that happened or things that were hard, but like the way you phrased it was so much better than you see those memes on Instagram. That's like, bye Felicia to 2017 or whatever. It's like, well, you know, come on guys. Like there's good things too. Totally. They're always as good with the bad. And I'm going to take that into the next year with my dating and relationships as well, because I have high hopes. And I think that my person is working on themselves and will be there before I know it. And just like we, I am, we're all working on ourselves, but that's, that's something yeah. I, I hope that my person is doing. Um, and so we're going to find each other when the moment is right. And that will be something in 2018. Um, but now real quick, before we wrap things up, because we only have like three minutes left um, for this magical show, um, what are you resolving to do in 2018? I think in 2018, and this is usually what I say to myself, I'm going to say it again, like be present in the moment and like uh, work on the moving together into the future with whatever, friendships, uh, relationships, um, work relationships, anything like that. I always think that's a good thing, like in like letting go, letting go of things that don't serve you or letting go of negative thoughts or anything like that. How about you? Um, I am with you there. And I'm also resolving to probably not resolve that much just because I am such a list maker and I always give myself my own anxiety because of my to-do list. But it's like, no one's putting these requirements on me. Like I, I know a lot of like people feel the pressure to get in relationships because they're like, oh my God, I'm this old and I haven't done this yet. And it's like enough pressure that we're putting on ourselves. No one says you have to do anything by a certain time. Like it will all happen when it happens. Think, you know, you just, I think you have to really focus on your priorities and then that's when things should happen first, second and third. So if my priority is, you know, to 
find a relationship, then that will be something I focus on. And then if my next priority is something else, then that's also going to be something I focus on. Like, I just really want to travel a lot. So great, I'm going to do that then. Or I might not because something else comes first at that point. But like, there are no assignments I need to give myself that need to be on paper at this point. Yeah, I like that. Be realistic about it. Don't make yourself feel like you have to do these. This is supposed to be a good thing. So don't pressure yourself. And like, yeah, priorities is a good way to say it because then the resolutions that come after that would fall into place. So, okay, now I think that's great. We're going to play a quick game. We obviously know each other really well, but maybe we don't know these things. I mean, do you want to just do like two? Well, would you rather? Yes, go. I think I, go. Think I need to ask you, Jen, yeah. would you rather... Okay, would you rather marry a guy who was shorter than you and you will never have to work again or marry that same guy, he happens to be taller than you, but you have to work until you're 75 years old? Holy mother. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with somebody that is taller than me because I'll always be attracted oh. to them. And I really do like working, so I'll do it anyway. So I might as well just marry the guy that's taller. Oh my God, you really, I, wow. Okay. All right. All right. And now we all know that like every Kardashian is pregnant. So real quick, would you rather fuck, marry, or kill Kanye, Tristan Thompson, or Scott Disick? Okay. I would marry Tristan Thompson. I would, uh, I mean, that's just so hard. I don't even know. All right. Well, one last one or more for us. Okay, I am going to ask you something. Okay. Would you rather be besties with Steve Harvey or Barack Obama? Stop it right now. That's really hard. I love them both so much. No. Well, I'm going to have to. Okay, well, I want to pick Steve Harvey because he's my spirit animal, and I just think he's, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I'm going to go Barack because the way he speaks is just a riot to me, Um, and he's so smart and, like, articulate and eloquent and just a class act and like kind of cool like he's a cool guy i want to be friends with him yeah. really want to hang out with michelle and like their kids and okay i want them to like adopt me as their child maybe i don't know yeah you you and mochi oh my god mochi would fit in so well with their two like presidential dogs totally oh my god i think you guys would be like the cutest well thanks okay um one for you would you rather feel hungover like you do now or have the shits okay but like permanently or just for like a day um for 24 hours um i would say i would rather just you know what i would say i'd rather have the shits because at least you're getting things out of you that's true. You're hungover, you're just, like, stagnant. At least you're, like, getting it out and cleansing and, like, starting anew. So I'm going to pick that one. All right. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks for playing our Would You Rather Quick Would You Rather. We've just learned a couple of interesting things about each other. And remind everyone where they can find you, Jen. Oh, well, guys, you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms that are out there. And yes, where can you can find me? at Lauren Leonelli on all the social needs. And don't forget to tune into our show next week for our guest and host of Tom Girl TV, JJ Jurgens. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Complicated Show. Yeah, guys. Thank you again for listening. Um, yes, a huge and a thanks. huge, yeah, to a huge all thanks. of our listeners and supporters from 2017, we love you.
Yes, and thank you to AfterBuzz TV and Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro and Phil, Marissa, Steven, Steve, Brianna, and the Great Love Media uh, producer and creator, Brian Howie. Um, you guys are awesome, and we thank you so much. And we are so happy to ring in 2018 with you. It's going to be great. So we'll see you in the new year and next week. Yeah. We love you long time. Happy New Year. Happy new Year. <laughs>